Gone are the days of knights and chivalry, and yet that hasn't changed God's vision of you as a man of valor. Today, pornography is a simple mouse click away, and sexual addiction is at an epidemic level. Dr. Mark Laser is an internationally known author and speaker, the leading Christian authority on sexual addiction, and the host of Faithful and True's online radio production, The Men of Valor Program. Here now is Dr. Mark Laser. Welcome to the Men of Valor program. Uh, we're going to talk today, Randy, about uh, ongoing spiritual journey. Again, this part of our seven-part series today is number six. And the whole show has been about a spiritual journey. And strangely enough, this step that we're going to talk about today is about practicing a daily ongoing spiritual journey. We were talking last week about the fact that uh, we need to take a daily moral inventory. We need to uh, when we're wrong, promptly admit it. We need to get encouragement about all the negative things that we're trying to stop and the positive things we're trying to start. One of the things that I think uh, uh, we need to continue, and that's that's part of this step, is that conscious daily practice of spiritual meditation. So that's that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Mark, this reminds me of the uh, concept that our friend Pastor Jay Dennis spoke about when he was our guest on a couple of shows, and that's the concept of Lexio Divina. Lexio Divina, we're going to get into that today. There's four phases of it, and uh, we're not going to teach it so much. It's just kind of encourage our listeners to take a look at it as one form of meditation practice. But uh, today, we're just really wanting to encourage our listeners to have some kind of daily quiet time, Bible study, Bible reading, prayer meditation, and uh, some kind of ongoing spiritual journey that they're asking uh, other men or women in their life to hold them accountable to. Well, it's quite amazing for uh, the average man who does not uh, think about taking the time for meditation, you would just be shocked with how impactful it can be. That is right, and that's what uh, Pastor Jay found out. You know, uh, I had kind of taught Lexio as part of... Uh, one of the brain lectures that we do here at the center at the men's workshop, and Pastor Jay was up here attending, uh, not for himself, he was just observing, and uh, he kind of picked up on this five-minute teaching that I did on Lexio, uh, like a good Southern Baptist pastor would do. He came up with a very practical way to implement this, first of all, in his own life, and then um, later uh, he produced a uh, kind of like a flashcards that had scriptures on them, for 31 days, and he encouraged the men in his church to practice this. Um, and uh, I think maybe after the break, that's one of the things we should get into. Well, uh, as long as we're talking about Jay, he is such a good friend to us, and he is such a uh, warrior uh, in our ongoing uh, battle against pornography and sexual sin. I, I do want to give a plug to his website, which is One Million Men porn free. And uh, I would love to have our listeners check out Pastor Jay Dennis. He's down at First Baptist Church at the mall in Lakeland, Florida. And uh, we are excited because when April rolls around, you mm -hmm. and I are going to bring the Fight of Your Life event uh, down to the church at the mall. 
Yeah, uh, we're going to fly down there in a Cessna 172. <laughs> you, no, you've already. Not. No, we're not. No. You're going to let Delta do the flying, as oh, I recall. Uh, well, then in that case, Delta will do the flying, and you and I will do the riding. <laughs> we're, we're the riders, as you had a yeah. uh, a pilot point out to you. You're yeah. not flying there. You're riding. You're riding there. Oh. And now that I'm studying flight lessons. Uh, I am now getting to that more narcissistic place that uh, you either fly the plane or you ride in the plane. You know, as if we weren't battling you having your heads, your head in the cloud from time to time. <laughs> now, now you literally have your head in the clouds. What can I say? Well, Mark, let's do this. Why don't we, this is a great subject for today. Why don't we take our break right here? And when we come back, we'll be able to jump in and, uh, and talk about this great, uh, great subject. You're listening to Dr. Mark Laser, and this is the Men of Valor program. How fickle my heart and how woozy my eyes I struggle to find any truth in your lies And now my heart stumbles on things I don't know My weakness I feel I must finally show Lend me your hand and we'll conquer them all. Do you struggle with the use of pornography? Faithful and True is a Christian-based counseling center specializing in the treatment of sexual addiction and compulsive behavior issues. Our well-trained staff has the highest levels of clinical expertise combined with personal experience to understand and effectively treat your sexual addiction. We have a proven track record for helping men who are seeking a transformation in their lives. Our Men of Valor three-day intensive workshops, led by Dr. Mark Laser and Dr. Greg Miller, are the most effective and affordable treatment program in the country. Our workshop alumni rate our workshops as life-changing. We also offer workshops for spouses and couples. If you're ready to make a change in your life, and are seeking a treatment program provided by the top Christian experts in the sexual addiction field, visit us today at faithfulandtrue.com to learn more. That's faithfulandtrue.com. I struggle to find any truth in your lies And now my heart stumbles on things I don't know my weakness I feel I must finally show In these bodies we will live in these bodies Time now for the trigger of the week. Trigger of the week this week, Randy. We're continuing our theme of things that trigger both men and women. Uh, we said last week that uh, uh, we had been discussing in staff meeting with uh, uh, Debbie, my wife, and Susie Schmidt. Or Russ Schmidt was there too, as well as you and our administrator, Sherry Troutman. And we have these conversations sometimes about what's going on in culture, what's going on that's triggering uh, any of us, triggering the men, tri- triggering the wives. Well, Today is uh, a week and a half after we've uh, watched the Super Bowl. Last week's trigger of the week was related to the Super Bowl, and this one is too. So uh, one of the things that uh, both Susie and Debbie uh, were just very passionate about was the advertisement that came on in the second half for this new movie uh, based on the book uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. 
And they're promoting it. They're they're launching it on Valentine's Day, February fourteenth, yeah. and they're promoting this as a take your significant, uh, you know, the lady in your life to this movie uh, for Valentine's Day. Boy, I tell you, you know, it's it's really hard not to maybe. Well, I'm not sure you can overreact to this one. <laughs> I think that it's it's a it's a ludicrous idea to think that there's anything about what that movie or that book portrayed that has anything to do with God's intention for love in a marriage. Or healthy sexuality. Or healthy sexuality. I mean, that movie is anti-healthy sexuality. It's not about anything that is about true love, honor, and commitment. It, you know, it's, it's got to be pornographic, basically. I don't care what they're rating it. Uh, I think one of the saddest stories that came up in our men's group this week is that one of the guys was saying that he was watching the Super Bowl with his family, and uh, his his young daughter um, saw the ad before he had a chance to uh, uh, fast forward uh, or or block it. And uh, this little girl, roughly seven or eight years old, said, "Daddy, uh, I want to go see that movie with you and mommy." And uh, so you know, then there's an interesting teachable moment. But think of the influence that culture has on. Uh, Young minds, for example. It's one thing for those of us that are struggling with recovery from sexual sin and addiction, you know, to look at stuff like that and, and make sure that our boundaries are in place and we don't sneak off to see movies like that. But it's another thing to be responsible parents and, and prevent our kids from getting exposed to the messages of a movie like that. So uh, I think today uh, we're going to even be so bold as to suggest, well, one of the obvious things is boycott, you know, let's ask all our listeners, let's boycott that movie. Whether we go so far as to say, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about this, you know, what kind of conversations might you want, might want to have with the manager of any movie theater showing that movie? Now, don't get me wrong, if we start picking on this movie, then we're going to have to go on to lots of other movies. And, and as much as you have a tendency to, you would love to, uh, to replace uh, Siskel and Ebert uh, with our movie uh, reviews. Yeah, that's right. Well, that would assume, though, that we have to go see these movies. Yes, that's right. And there would be some that I'm sure would come have back. Have no interest at in seeing. Yeah, right. yeah. How how can you? How, do you even know what you're talking about? I mean, have you seen this movie or read the book or whatever? Well, obviously not. There's enough cultural commentary about it, and enough previews on TV, like at the Super Bowl, to know exactly you know that it's a terrible thing. I'm just asking our listeners to think in whatever way they want to do this. Boycott that movie. Well, it is being marketed so heavily. It's easy not to stop, you know, what you're thinking and go, wait a second, there's there's just something inherently wrong about this. This is it just I don't know, when you when you think about it, it just feels icky. It feels evil. It it feels satanic to me. It's just you know, anyway, I could go on and on with that and we'll miss the uh content of the show, which hopefully is more positive. Well, let's just move along to that content then. Well, we're talking about uh, the spiritual journey, and this week we're talking about the step in which we agree with ourselves that we're going to be in the ongoing process of spiritual uh, meditation, thought, Bible study, prayer. Uh, We're recognizing that when it comes to spiritual development, we're never done and we need to have in place spiritual disciplines on a on a daily basis so that we're continuing to try to grow our spiritual character. Well, there are so many positive 
byproducts of taking the time to do that. Right. First of all, if you are an anxious person, right. or if you're a person that struggles at all with uh, issues of dis depression and anxiety, mm -hmm. taking the time and meditating and just, you know, getting away from the hubbub of your day and uh, and immersing yourself in meditation like this, it it's nurturing to the soul. Now, I think it'd be fascinating uh, to even ask the listeners to respond. Uh, so when we say meditate, what comes to your mind? I, I will guarantee you that, that some of the men that we work with, they say, well, you're talking about reading scripture every day. Well, strangely enough, I am, but maybe not in the way that they think. Uh, they may think, I, I'm just, I'm reading through the Bible. I'm doing the one-year thing. I'm going to read through the whole Bible. So, you know, every day they sit down and they have a task to read a certain amount of uh, verses so they can get through the whole Bible. Are they digesting that? Are they getting anything spiritual uh, out of it? I don't know. Some guys sit down and they say, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to read some scripture. I'm going to get out the commentaries. I'm going to figure out what the Greek is about or the Hebrew is about. Uh, I'm going to read other authors about this. They're kind of coming at scripture study academically. What is meditation? Well, one of the things meditation is about, I think, here's one of the central things. It's quieting yourself long enough that you'll be in a more spiritually centered place where God has the opportunity to speak to you. So in other words, meditation is not about even praying out loud. You're talking to God. That's important too, don't get me wrong. But uh, uh, quieting yourself and your, your brain long enough to, to just have God speak to you. And, and I'm not talking about you're going to now audibly hear the voice of God. But if your brain is so cluttered with stuff, you know, how is God going to get to you a thought or an intuition or a spiritual awareness? That, that's what I'm talking about today. It's um, offering the opportunity to clear your mind, clear your heart, so that you can be receptive to the message that God's trying to share with you. That is exactly it. And that is why we like this one particular meditation practice. It's all about scripture reading, but the first thing that it's about is um, going to a quiet place. What did Jesus teach? You know, go to a quiet place, pray in quiet. You know, he talked about the, uh, the Pharisee in the center, the Pharisee and the publican. The Pharisee was out beating his breast in front of everybody yelling and shouting. Well, that's one kind of prayer, but he talked, when you're praying, go in your, your room in secret and pray. And that's, that's kind of what we're talking about in the sense that we need to go someplace where we're not going to have interruptions, where it is going to be relatively quiet and uh, or completely quiet. Uh, we close the door. Uh, we're, we instruct the family not to interrupt us. And you turn off your smartphone. You turn off your smartphone, your headphones, your TVs, what, whatever other electronics you have, you know, turn them off. Debbie and I like to talk about uh, this quiet place as a place of your own or the uh, acronym POYO, have a POYO. Have a place of your own. It might simply be a chair uh, in your living room. It might be uh, a chair in your den, study, wherever it is. Uh, but again, one of the principles is it's it's a place of your own. It's your place, and it's a place where you can keep your Bible, your studies guides, your whatever it is you use for scripture study. But when we come to this meditation part, we're not going to be referring to any of those things. We're just going to have scripture. Uh, I think some guys uh, respond well to listening to music. There are certain 
uh, spiritual music that they can listen to. And I'm not even going to comment on, you know, what you may find to be spiritually enlightening or meditating. For me, it has to be instrumental. It has to be some of the uh, sacred classical music uh, um, that I like listening to. Def Leppard does not come to mind. Probably not. Uh, Aerosmith, you know, um, I am old too, but you know, no, none of the heavy metal, um, none of the none of the hard harder rock type Christian music. Um, uh, that's great if you want to get your adrenaline pumping and your enthusiasm for God going. Don't get me wrong, but you know, if it comes to meditating, uh, you're probably not going to have anything with a lot of guitars and a lot of drum beats in it. No, you're going to want to calm your mind down. You're, you're you're trying to calm. You may think even about breathing. Just focus on your breath and slow your breathing down. Just concentrate on taking. Um, a two-second inhale and a one-second exhale, as opposed to you know just you know faster breathing. Do whatever you can do to slow your breathing down. That's an important part of this because that's also about relaxation. Well, it's a medical fact, and I have uh, taught myself from time to time to or tried to remember just uh, the concept of taking a deep, br- uh, you know, several deep breaths and letting them out slowly. And it is kind of funny how it, it clears your mind. It is. Well, there's a lot of uh, medical explanation for that in terms of oxygenation of the brain, but can we leave it to the listeners to decide what they need to do musically, breathing-wise, uh, clearing clutter, uh, having boundaries about being interrupted so that they can get to a place where it's relatively quiet and they have uh, tried to clear their their brain. Well, it's a very personal matter, I think. Right. It it's uh, creating the right environment to in which to meditate and how you go about it uh, probably varies from person to person. Right. That is right. That's one key principle. Not one size will fit all and whatever you find to be peaceful and relaxing, um, do it. All right. Now, the Alexio itself is an ancient, I say ancient, uh, it goes back to roughly the 4th or 5th century. It's a, it's a form of uh, Benedictine meditation. And uh, like a lot of things back there, then in the Catholic Church, it was all Latin. So, you know, lexio uh, is the uh, Latin word for reading. And divina, strangely enough, divine. It's the uh, Latin word for God, divine. Uh, so what does lexio divina mean? It means uh, 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 the God reading or the reading about God. It has four phases to it. And uh, by the way, maybe I should say up front for those of our ADHD listeners, of which there are many, that uh, this only needs to be done for 15 minutes. I mean, we're not talking about sitting in prayer and meditation now for like hours. We're talking about 15 minutes. If you'll dedicate 15 minutes to this, at least to start. By the way, you may surprise yourself later and, well, notice, hey, a half hour went by. I didn't even notice it, but don't Put your expectations for how long this is going to last way out there. Just think about, you know, 15 minutes. So phase one of this is uh, in Latin called lexio, which means reading. Um, so um, the readers would need to think about a text in the Bible that they really like, a paragraph, a chapter, or maybe even one single uh, verse. You turn uh, in this phase, the lexio phase, to the text you have chosen and read it slowly. So therefore, I encourage it to be one verse. Take one verse, read it slowly, gently, and, and this is important, out loud, so that you're speaking it out, and uh, try to listen to the still, small voice even inside you, meaning you're, you're going to be saying the verse out loud, but you're also going to be kind of agreeing with you to, to, to let the verse speak to you in some way. 
We're going to get to that in the next phases. So uh, phase two, meditatio, which is uh, to meditate, take this word or phrase into yourself and slowly repeat it to yourself. Ask yourself how this uh, verse relates to your inner world of anxieties, concerns, memories, or ideas. Whatever's going on in your life, whatever has gone on in your life, um, ask yourself how this verse speaks to you about one of those things or more of those things. And how many of you have read Scripture? You've had this experience. You know that that particular verse is really speaking to you. Now, rather than having that be a random once-in-a-while thing, we're trying to turn this into a daily spiritual practice. All right, let your imagination engage the text and see if any images come to mind, any, any thoughts, any pictures. Could be that if you're now reading the Word, you're reading Scripture, whatever images pop into your brain, guess what the source of that may be? It may be God, not necessarily yourself. So that's phase two. Phase three, um, this is the prayer stage. It's called uh, Oratio, and what it means is that God is saying to me, um, and uh, God is talking to me through this prayer. What do I say, first of all, to God? I've read the Scripture lesson out uh, loud. Uh, tell God at this phase, phase three, what it is that's on your heart. Imagine yourself having a conversation with God as you would with a friend. Ask God to bless and transform the thoughts and images that his word, the scriptural text, has awakened in you at this point. So just, you're making a request, and it's not, it's not for some uh, freedom from illness or some monetary blessing or, you know, you're not praying for others. Right now, your prayer is to ask God to just speak to you in whatever ways he wants to speak to you, put whatever images in your brain he wants to put in, whatever thoughts, whatever awarenesses. And, and then also, in this phase, you're kind of speaking to him about what, what is of special concern to you this week. What do you really need guidance about? What do you really need to hear the will of God about? Well, we all have those subjects on our mind and on our heart. You know, you go into a week and, and it just seems like your week is jump-started, usually based in either some form of worry or anxiety, and yeah. just turning, you know, it's usually most effective if you take those concerns and turn to the Lord and and, right. and ask for guidance. Uh, it'll, uh, it'll help you be prepared in handling it. That is exactly it. So... Uh, there is a fourth phase, and this is the one that uh, I know is hardest for me, uh, contemplatio, uh, which, how many of these Latin words are, you know, derivatives, or not derivatives, but they are the source of the English words. So contemplate, contemplate, which means just be silent. Don't say anything, just be silent, and uh, uh, just focus on your breathing, make sure it's still slower. And just ask God to speak into your heart or life in whatever way you've already now, in the third phase, told him that you need. And just be silent, maybe for 30 seconds. I mean, that's hard for some of us. Or maybe for five minutes eventually, or 10 or 15. And um, just allow yourself uh, to receive. Yeah, I was going to say, allow yourself to be receptive. Yeah, you're a receiver now. You're not a uh, broadcast amplifier. Right. You're not yelling, shouting. You're just sitting there quietly, and you're waiting for God to talk to you. And, uh, you know, uh, surrender the fact that maybe not every day you're going to have the same awarenesses that uh, you do on some days, 
But uh, nevertheless, it's going to be, over time, um, a very rich uh, uh, experience for you. I think Pastor Jay has told us um, at some point when he was on the show that he has about, what, 1,700 men doing this practice every day in his church, uh, and that I remember him distinctly saying, um, this practice of Lexio Divina has transformed the men's ministry in his church. That's that's the bottom line right there. You know, I was just thinking as you were speaking, Mark, that this whole series that we find ourselves toward the end, um, if the listeners out there are, are really absorbing the lessons that you're teaching here, uh, this is all life-enhancing mm-hmm. guidance. Right. Well, that's what, that's what we like to think. You know, that's, that's why we do it. That's what we're hoping for. And uh, so, you know, for today, let me just say that uh, I hope uh, the encouragement on the show today has been a blessing to you. And maybe you've heard me kind of in my smart aleck way, kind of uh, picking on you guys with ADHD. The reason I do that is because I have it. I mean, I don't like this stuff. I mean, I like to be busy. You know, my anxiety kind of controls me some days. And so I, I know how hard it is to take time out of your schedule, to sit quietly and uh, meditate, contemplate, talk to God. I know how hard that is. And uh, this is part of where we need accountability, have somebody in your life reminding you to do this and uh, checking up with you about whether you are, if you want to make a commitment to do this. And taking the time to ask God to touch your life, to continue to touch your life and lead you in, in, your, uh, in your journey. Yeah, you've been listening to Dr. Mark Laser. I'm Randy Everett, your co-host. We thank you so much for joining us again today, and we look forward to joining you next week on the Man of Valor program. You've been listening to the Men of Valor program with Dr. Mark Laser. For information about this program or to learn more about Faithful and True, visit us at FaithfulandTrue.com. That's FaithfulandTrue.com.